MP, it's here this weekend. That's right, Bretto. The Wellness Base Camp lands two hours south of Sydney in Kiama this Saturday, June the 2nd. Oh, naturopath, gut health and female health extraordinaire Helen Patteron will be joining us. Fuad Kassab from Quirky Cooking is coming down. Fellow podcaster Dr. Maria Zussman will be talking all about stress. And you and I, Bretto, will be there talking about love and relationships, work-life balance and how to truly master your wellness. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the Wellness Base Camp. One full day of inspiration and education on this Saturday, June 2, from 10 until 5. There's over 1,000 bucks in door prizes, a raft of world-class local exhibitors and a room full of people just like you. So bring a buddy and get two tickets for the price of one. All details and tickets available at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's thewellnessbasecamp.com. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Naked Naturopath. You're here with Melissa Gearing, and I'm really excited to just give you guys a couple of updates on what's been going on and answer a podcast uh, question that was left over from uh, one that I did. So we are now on the wellness couch, which is very, very exciting officially, and we have just upped our podcasting from fortnightly to weekly. So you'll be able to listen in every week, and I'll have different guests and uh, different topics. And what I would love from you guys is to have some listener requests. So please, please email me, info at mgherbs.com.au, and I will do my best to uh, create a podcast specifically to answer your questions. Now, the other thing that is very exciting for those of you who have ordered my new book or pre-ordered my new book, I should say, yesterday we finalized and signed a publishing contract. Yay! So I'm super, super excited to get that to you. Hopefully we'll have it out in the next month or so. So um, we've gone with a company called Prodigy Gold uh, Books and they are in Philadelphia they will supply all of the pre-orders to you guys. So they'll get delivered to your door at no extra cost. And if you did miss out on the pre-orders, it's not too late. You can jump onto the website right now, www.mgherbs.com, head over to the shop, find the books, and you can still pre-order it. It's still on pre-order because it hasn't actually been Um, printed yet so I don't have any hard copies in my hand but hopefully over the next month we will very quickly get some as they put it all together and finalize it and publish it and print it and you guys um, who have already pre-ordered will get yours posted and for those who want to pre-order on the website I'll have them here in clinic for you at the same within the same time frame so if you did miss out and you want to do that then please jump on the website and order away I'm really excited to bring this book to you because it's a, a combination of, um, you know, the, the gut blueprint and Simply Balanced plus loads and loads and loads of new stuff and new recipes. And it's actually um, nearly 400 pages in total. And it'll be a beautiful big 
book with a spine that you can, you know, lay out. Um, a lot of my clients who have bought my previous books know that they, you know, to self-publish was um, was a very expensive and very difficult way to go for all those years and the books don't lay flat. So one of my goals with making this book was for it to lay flat so that when you are cooking a recipe, you can very easily keep it open and see what you need to do. Um, and I've had loads of good feedback on the new recipes, which I've sent out to, to some of my test bunnies. And, um, you know, my goal for you guys is to make a no fail recipe that each time you do it, you can, you can, you know, kind of change it up. If you don't have this specific ingredients, you can add flaxseed meal instead of almond meal or whatever it might be so that they are very easy to make. So that that is very exciting and very new and I'm really, really happy with that that um, contract. So yay, yay for the book. Um, and the other thing that I just wanted to um, answer a question on this little cast before I begin, it was a question put to me from a previous cast, I got an email through from a lovely, lovely lady um, just asking me to clarify what I meant um, by, you know, taking extra bits and pieces while you are pregnant and throughout your breastfeeding period to help with baby brain. And um, this is, and she wanted a little bit of research and, um, you know, this is something that, that um, I'm sorry, I didn't cover in that cast. I'm always on a bit of a, um, you know, rampage with getting as much into my podcast as possible. But to create a baby, our body literally sucks from us what it needs to create that that little, you know, child. So that includes really important factors for brain health, concentration, and also for memory. In particular, I spoke to her, I emailed her back about um, DHA. And DHA is an essential fatty acid. And that means um, that our body doesn't make it. It's a scarce nutrient to begin with for most of us um, because, you know, we don't eat a lot of uh, fish. Most of us um, aren't getting the omegas and the essential fatty acids that we need in our diet anyway. But when we make a baby, we need to create a baby's brain. And DHA in particular is um, sucked from our brain to their brain to make make that little baby brain. And um, I think that's one of the main nutrients that uh, gives us that baby brain you know, baby fog, um, lack of memory concentration and, you know, all around fatigue in the brain. So there's already a, a lack of it. And then we, you know, we go to have a barber and um, through conception and postnatally we're very low in DHA and that's that's what causes those feelings. As long as, a, you know, there's an array of other, um, yeah, God, nutrients that, we need, but that's one of the main ones. And the best thing you can do with this is to up your EFAs in your diet. But honestly, I do think during pregnancy, you do need to supplement as well. I don't think it's enough to just up your diet. And we don't want to be eating so much fish that we risk um, the possibility of, um, you know, getting some of those heavy metals into bubba as well. So a supplement is really nice. There's plenty of different supplements. I took uh, one called um, Ultra Clean DHA, which is a bioceuticals product, and I found that really great. Um, and, you know, she asked me what else I took, and I, I, I also took St. John's Wort, and I found that that gave me great mental clarity and diminished my anxiety. You know, throughout pregnancy, you worry about everything, <laughs> and um, I still take that, you know, throughout breastfeeding and now as well. 
And I also took Bacopa or what's known to most people as Brahmi. And this is really specific to memory and concentration. It's really safe as well. Um, I've done a bunch of little videos and blogs uh, throughout my pregnancy and throughout my breastfeeding on this stuff. So if you want to know more, please uh, check it out. Like just head over to the website or the Facebook page and you can access the blogs and um, podcasts and um, also my, all my little videos on Facebook as well. So if you want to know more, uh, there's that. Now, this podcast today is on gut health. And um, I'm, re- I'm at the moment doing a series of seminars on gut health, and I've called them the fermented gut, and I really wanted to share that on the podcast as well because we're getting loads of good feedback on it. I want to start by telling you quickly about my story and why I'm so interested in the gut and how I got into writing books because in 2014 I actually had a parasite, and his name was Blastocystis. And um, this is a parasite that I'm seeing more and more and more in clinic and seems to be becoming more common. It took me two years to kill and I ended up on antibiotics, painkillers, I had herbs, I had supplements, I did everything. And um, in the end, it took everything from me and everything I had to kill it. And that's kind of how I got into fermented foods and uh, food as medicine, definitely. Um. You know, the gut is really trendy at the moment. There's loads of different books on healing a leaky gut and, uh, you know, gut diets and different stuff like that and even specific gut diets. Like I know there's an autoimmune paleo diet at the moment, you know, which is um, incredibly popular and that really focuses on healing the gut as well. It's definitely, you know, in, in the trend at the moment. But it's highly, highly underrated still, and it's fairly misunderstood because we don't actually know. Uh, I think we're at the tip of the iceberg. There's three parts of our body that really keep us alive, right? The heart, the brain, and the gut. And during conception, the fetus starts as these three pieces of a puzzle, and the rest of the body is formed around it. So evolution dictates from that first, you know, from that first ever creation um, that the gut is one of the most important of the starts to life one of the three most important starts to life and for decades naturopaths have been saying this you know we've been saying that acne psoriasis uh, thyroid disorder infertility depression fatigue heart disease diabetes oh my god the list goes on all this stuff that you know really we we believed come from came from the gut um and science has laughed at us really in modern medicine you know thinks that we're crazy but we're getting we're getting the proof you know there's there's um thousands of papers now proving this this century-old theory that naturopaths have been basing their treatment on and the gut is i i I call it underrated because it's not just a place where the food goes it's a control room for our entire immune system there's trillions of bacteria that weigh over a kilo of our weight And that bacteria is more unique than our fingerprint. So that's really cool. Like, I just find that fascinating. Um, You know, the gut, it it secretes any inflammatory compounds. It controls when we need to eat, when we poop, um, how much of our intestinal tract um, is, you know, they hold hold a lot of that together, how much of it's held together by them, you know, is, is immense and the gut actually makes more decisions on a daily basis than our mind. So it's more important in our, in terms of thinking. And 
you will know that that gut-brain axis, there's lots of talk on this at the moment, or GAPS, gut and psychology syndrome, um, is really important because if the gut is out of whack, then we can't think straight. We can't think properly. It exacerbates any mental health uh, complaints, you know, depression, anxiety, all those kind of things, they they do worsen with a poor gut health. Um, you know, we can cure disease by putting one person's bugs into another and we can make a healthy person very sick when we put diseased microbes in. So it's very, very powerful. When 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 uh, we start, first started doing fecal implants or fecal transplants, um, you know, we didn't realize how how amazing and strong and powerful this was. And we we accidentally made um, thin people fat <laughs> by trying to cure their inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's disease, stuff like that. Um, so we need to be really careful now about the individual's genetics who is donating their feces for um, transfer and to make sure that that doesn't have an adverse effect on the the person receiving them. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. Like I said, like bacteria as medicine is only growing and it's amazing, amazing what we will be able to do. There's to be to be aware of, um, it's important to be aware that like our gut is not what it used to be. And the reason that it's so trendy and everyone's talking about it is because there's up to 30%, probably more, 30% um, less microbes in our gut than 50 years ago. And 60 to 70 million people um, are affected by digestive diseases. And, you know, in my clinic, I would say that most people are definitely affected by digestive disorder. This is um, probably a combination of things. There's dysbiosis, which is the imbalance of good and bad bacteria. There's intestinal permeability, also known um, as leaky gut. And, you you know, the general public, leak to the general public, leaky gut is definitely a everyday term that's thrown around now, whereas before it was very much just a weird naturopathic term. <laughs> and lots of things attribute, um, I get lots of things add up, I should say, to these issues, to a poor gut health, to leaky gut, all this stuff. Generationally, we have a breakdown of the gut, and that's poor diet, that's over-medicating, you know, antibiotics, birth control, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, antidepressants, antacids, all this stuff adds up to have a huge detrimental effect on our gut bacteria. Please don't freak out. If you're on medications, you need them, but we need to support the gut to, you know, stay healthy whilst we're on those. So that's where your probiotics and your fermented food comes in. Stress alters digestive health, secretion, um, the permeability of the gut, the blood flow to the gut, the sensitivity of the gut. Stress has a huge impact on our tummy and our bugs. It kills our bugs, unfortunately. And I say chronic stress because we are made to stress. You know, we are made to um, have certain stresses in our life and to deal with those. But when that stress doesn't go away, when it's ongoing, when it's long term, it becomes very difficult for the body to cope. Environmental toxins will have a an effect on the, the gut, so pesticides, herbicides, you know, we're always looking for organic and 
uh, spray-free stuff because this is just one of the side effects of all these um, toxins going into our body. And you may also know that um, how you were born will have a huge impact on your bacteria. So, you know, um, how you acquire your bacteria is through your mum and how you were born. So coming through the vaginal tract has um, a beautiful effect on that baby in creating their immune system and their microbiome. Now, if a baby is delivered by a C-section, what they do is they get a they put a little bit of gauze or they swab the the vagina and they put that over baby's mouth and nose to seed their microbiome so that they can be um, have a better chance of I guess having that strong immune system and being a healthier bubba. It's not the end of the world. Please don't again don't freak out if you're a mum who had to have a C-section because that's just life, and um, certainly we have to do that if that's what's needed. Um, but what you can do now is is you can you can still look after your children by you know uh, building up their gut bacteria, and I'll tell you how as we go through this podcast. So mum's diet in pregnancy also has a huge effect, and and dad's as well. Dad's gut health on conception as well. Um, overall, like lifestyle and diet have a constant effect on gut bacteria, and you know eating poorly and having lots of stress and not drinking water will will um, equate to a poor poor gut health. So when we talk about leaky gut, um, you know, when I'm talking about leaky gut, I'll just, for those who don't know, we're looking at the ability of the gut lining to um, come together and be really nice and strong. And when it's not, when those junctions aren't strong, the the they come apart and, you know, that's what we term leaky gut or, you know, your intestinal permeability is too high. So things are getting through. And what happens is that you don't absorb your nutrients properly. Food and waste products leak through the gut wall where they should be contained. This enters the blood and access triggers for your immune system to kind of do the wrong thing. There's, um, you know, dysbiosis and leaky gut go hand in hand um there's you know if you've got leaky gut there's probably an imbalance of good and bad bacteria because it's unable to live as it wants to in that environment and i really do believe that there's you know autoimmune disease will have um some some something to do with leaky gut and i i don't know it's a chicken and egg kind of chicken and egg situation because leaky gut and then autoimmune disease or autoimmune disease and leaky gut. Um, But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But we do know with autoimmune disease, the gut needs to be addressed. Um, Like I said, your bacteria is super, super important. And um, there's 100 million neurons in the gut that connect the the medulla in the brain. Um, which is really cool. It also they also synthesize essential nutrients. Um, let me think uh, B vitamins in particular, folic acid, biotin, um, stuff like that, riboflavin, and uh, vitamin K is one as well. So if you don't have all that good bacteria and you're taking um, even vitamin D or vitamin K, it's probably not going to be utilized because it can't be synthesized without those new, without those um, good bacteria. They also are really important in detoxification. So 
not only if you have loads of toxins and heavy metals coming into your body and you don't have good bacteria, not only does that have a toxic buildup effect, but if you, um, you know, don't have the good bacteria and <laughs> you're trying to metabolize drugs and hormones and carcinogens and um, stuff like this, then it, you know, you've got it coming in, it's killing your good bacteria and it also you can't metabolize all this stuff because you don't have the good bacteria. So it kind of works in a twofold way in that you you can't do, your body can't do its jobs correctly and all this stuff starts to build up and can make you very sick. Um, you know, this good bacteria, it's one of its main things is your immune system and it fights pathogens and controls pathogens to help protect us from different bugs that we don't want to catch. It keeps the bad bugs down because we all have E. coli. We all have Helicobacter, these um, you know bugs that we think of as really bad, but we all have them in our gut to some extent. The issue is when there's an overgrowth. So these good bacteria keep those in check and they are supremely powerful, um, supremely powerful. Microbes, living in the gut manipulate our eating behavior they can cause cravings for food that they want um you know that they favor and they can suppress different competition and sometimes if you've got dysbiosis which is the imbalance of good and bad bacteria if there's an overgrowth of bad they can suppress the good um, and kill them off they hijack your nervous system as well you know i talked about that gut brain um you know uh axis if you like and bad bacteria will hijack that and affect our mood and behavior um yeah it's, it's really really powerful and unbelievable um so i want to just end this podcast talking a little bit about probiotics and fermented food and how they burst each other as well Probiotics are any live microorganism that um, have a health benefit on the host and there's increased evidence to support having probiotics in the diet for good health and a range of health benefits as well. They enhance our GOLT tissue, which is the um, gut-associated lymphoid tissue, and the responses that, um, that they have through you know, enhanced growth of lactic bacteria and production of short-term fatty acids. Probiotics really influence that, which is pretty much our immune system. And um, loads of research, you know, um, I was looking at some from, I think it was the London Medical School, to, you know, show what these bacteria can do. And, um, and that included helping with the immune system, eliminating pathogenic bacteria, eliminating toxins, um, promoting um, nutrient and growth factors necessary for recovery. So even if you're an athlete or in the gym, even if you don't have, you know, leaky gut symptoms or or bloating or diarrhea or constipation or IBS or any of those, you know, common things we think of with gut health stuff, having the good bacteria will still assist you in um, performance and output and recovery and stuff like that as well. Um, we know that probiotics increase metabolic activity, so they're good to maintain a good weight range. They enhance epithelial barrier. They are important for, um, you know, producing any microbial substances, like I said, that fight, fight for our immune system and that connection between the gut and the brain. So probiotics would do that. Those who need probiotics, I mean, I could talk 
all day on who probably needs them. I would say everybody, um, especially if you're not eating any fermented food, which isn't in our culture and some people find a little bit weird. But here's here's just a few things um, off the top of my head, which, um, you know, like I said, could go on, but like IBS and celiac, diarrhea, constipation, as I said, bloating, heartburn, gas. Um, if you've had antibiotics in the last five years, you need probiotics and you need them for a couple of years. If you take any ongoing medication, you need probiotics. If you get worry tummy and butterflies, stress, anxiety, depression, ADHD, autism, then you need probiotics. Um, any kind of metabolic syndrome, high cholesterol, high BP, uh, chronic fatigue, if you're getting um, infections a lot, viral, bacterial, if you get, um, if you had um, post-viral syndrome, um, you know, um, you know, stuff like that, um, sinus, allergic rhinitis, hay fever, all of that, probiotics will do very well for you. Um, inflammatory bowel disease, any autoimmune diseases, any food intolerances, any allergies, you, yeah, you'll do really well with probiotics. And probiotics won't give you symptomatic relief in a hurry, but what they will do is all the underlying work and kind of, um, you know, just be building your immune system up. And you'll notice after a little while that you just start to feel better and your symptoms will abate. You can use herbs to give you a quick symptomatic response. Um, you know, that'll be a quicker way to feel better. Um, and you can modulate your immune system, do a lot of this stuff with that as well, but you do need to be building your gut at the same time. What I want you to keep in mind with probiotics is that they are not all created equally. Function and therapeutic application is dose and strain specific. So you'll see that there's all kinds of doses and there's all kinds of bugs. And um, you can use specific bugs for different conditions. But we really want for a general probiotic, we want it to be quality and we want to make sure it's viable. So stuff that um, affects the viability of a bacteria is um, <laughs> anything from the method that it was created, the packaging it's in, how it traveled there, how it was stored, how it's displayed in the shop, is it in the sun, the moisture, the temperature, the pH of that um, you know, little container, the stability and the hardiness of that strain of probiotics. And um, the origin of the bug itself, is it bovine or cow source or did, did it come from a human source? We really want to try and get human probiotics to colonize human gut. I don't think the probiotics are better than food. I think that they, um, they're different. And there are some studies to show that food bugs adhere and colonize better and longer than probiotics. What do I mean by that? I mean that when they enter the gut, they stay there. They build little families and homes and they're there for the long haul. Probiotics, we don't know that they do that and it seems that a few weeks after you stop taking them, there's not a whole lot of those bugs left. Sure, they're going to strengthen stuff while you're taking them, all that stuff I talked about, um, but food, food colonizes differently and I still very much prescribe probiotics in the clinic here. I think it's really important for lots of different things, but I try to get people to make food as well. Um, the same rules kind of apply to a food source of bacteria. You know, where was it made? How's it been stored? Is it sitting at the markets in the sun? Has it been pasteurized? Is a really important thing to think of, um, which means has it been heated to high temperatures that have actually killed the live bacteria? This is most of the stuff you find in the supermarket. And you really want to avoid additives like sweeteners, preservatives, colors, flavors in your ferments as well. 
Um, you know, fermenting food's super trendy at the moment. I've written two books on it, so I, I know how popular it is. And, um, you know, I wrote those books for my clients who, who I wanted to teach how to do it. Um, but there's super high amounts in, in properly fermented food and drinks of good bacteria. And this is one of the easiest ways to do it because you can just make it and eat it every day and it's yummy. I love it. You can find a fermented food that suits you. You can make it suit your taste buds. Um, you know, like it's really easy to do. And if you're making it at home, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than buying it because I see, I see the stuff for sale and it's like, you know, 20 bucks for a uh, jar of sauerkraut, which is very, very easy to make. You can jump online now to my website and download a free recipe for kefir water. If you want to do that, if you're local to, you know, the Newcastle area, then you can send me an email and I'll, I can um, put some kefir grains aside for you and you can come and, and pick them up and you can start making kefir right away. Um, if you want to do more, if you want to check out, there's a whole chapter in my new book on fermenting and pickling and all that kind of stuff. So you can jump online and buy that if you want to do more. But there is a free recipe for kefir water there to start. Um, if you have any questions, I know that was a really, you know, throwing you in the deep end of, um, of gut health, but I love, I love talking about it. And this, this talk that I do actually goes for two hours. Um, I will get it filmed and it will be available on the website to buy and watch, but um, that's a couple of months away. So if you want to know more, just email me. It's info at mgherbs.com.au and the website's www.mgherbs.com and you can get that free recipe there. Uh, thanks so much for listening in and I am really excited to give you a weekly podcast and do let me know if you have anything in mind that you want me to talk about. All right, have a wonderful day. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. For those of you on your own health journey, you know that a lot of times it's two steps forward, one step back, and you think you're doing well, and then something else pops up. It's like um, always, you're always learning. It's just a, it's not something that just happens overnight and suddenly you're well. If I actually had been so wrong about this really important thing in my life, what else was I wrong about? And it got me down this, uh, this place of questioning all the concepts that I had. And then I came to one question, which was, who am I beyond concept? When I was a little kid, I really always had trouble with food intolerances. I realized that there was a lot to be said for the way you eat. You come to the same place that I came to, and it's a place of complete freedom. Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.